Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Plus. Today we're in Philippians 2. Okay, in chapter 1, uh, what we looked at was taking Christ as our living, for to me to live is Christ. Today in chapter 2, we're looking at taking Christ as our pattern. Okay, we got three words for us today in this chapter, guys. Pattern, salvation, gospel. Pattern in verse 5, salvation in verse 12 and 13, and gospel in verse 15 and 16. All right, the pattern is Christ. Salvation is the pattern of Christ working in us. The gospel is the pattern of Christ shown through us, okay? The pattern is Christ outside of us. Salvation is this pattern working in us. The gospel is the pattern shown through us. Okay, let's first look at pattern. Um, Guys, this is really awesome. We're not looking just at a pattern we outwardly, merely imitate. Not that kind of pattern. It's a pattern that can work in us, operate in us. It can even change our thoughts. Um, In this chapter, let's look at a few verses that show us where our thoughts are a lot of the time, okay? Uh, Chapter two, verse two through four, Paul encourages them, make my joyful that you think the same thing. I don't know if we ever have disagreements with others. Having the same love. Don't know if we ever uh, love others more than (laughs) certain ones. We ever have preferential love or do we have the same love for all men? I don't know. Uh, Joined in soul. Sometimes we're in dissension and division in our soul. And thinking the one thing. Doing nothing by way of selfish ambition nor by way of vainglory. Vainglory is when we do something to be noticed by others. But in lowliness of mind, not haughtiness of mind, but lowliness of mind, considering one another more excellent than ourselves. Do we always consider one another genuinely more excellent than ourselves in certain areas, certain things? Verse four, not regarding each his own virtues, but each the virtues of others also. Do we have regard and consideration? Wow, the virtue of this other person. Well, we need (laughs) Christ as our pattern. So here's the pattern, verse five through eight. The pattern is Christ. So verse five says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So verse five, it says that what was in Christ should actually now be in us. His thinking, let this thinking and this mind be in you. That means the pattern needs to be retraced in us. Yes, wow. Okay, let's read about the pattern. Verse six, who existing in the form of God did not consider being equal with God a treasure to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, becoming in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient even unto death and that the death of a cross. Um, It's beyond word, guys. These verses, uh, verses five through eight, this is our pattern. Uh, Existing in the form of God, that's that that outward semblance. Not his, he didn't put off his inner essence of God, but he put off the outward form of God, took the form of a slave. And then he was found in the likeness of men as a man. And even then, not just a man, he humbled himself and unto obedience and even obedience unto death and even 
death of a humiliating way of dying, the cross, which is for criminals. This is our pattern. It's Christ. Um, and we don't need to outwardly imitate him. We can take this pattern for ourselves. And that's the next word, salvation. Okay, so when this pattern works in us and it's retraced in us, it's actually Christ. Uh, it's not mere imitation of him. That's, that's impossible by ourselves, I think we realize. Verse 12 and 13 says, So then, my beloved, even as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much rather in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who operates in you, both the willing and the working for his good pleasure. So when Paul says salvation here, work out your own salvation, he's not referring to salvation from the eternal lake of fire. He's already speaking to saved believers. Uh, we need to see how Paul used this word earlier in the book. In, in 119, he says he knew that his prison sentence would work out to salvation and that he would not be put to shame. Let me ask you, what would it have meant for Paul to be put to shame while he was there in prison? What do you think? It would have meant that in a tough situation like the one he was in, to be found by others feeling bad for himself or reasoning or murmuring and not being found in Christ. Like, for instance, man, after all I've done in risking my life for these believers, where are they now? Why don't they have my back? I'm, I don't have the support coming in when I'm in a bind. It's like, you know, he's like, God, I followed you and this is what I get. How does the gospel even go forward? Like, I quit. Okay, so it's not being in Christ, but being stuck in yourself. And I think we, we all know what that's like. But thankfully, we can be saved. For Paul to be in the joy of the Lord while he was in prison was salvation to him. This is what he meant by being saved. So now here in chapter 2, verse 12, he encourages us to work out this salvation in our daily life. And in verse 13, he says, it's God who operates in you. That's amazing. So whatever situation we're in, if Paul were here today, he'd say, brothers, work it out. God will operate. The pattern is in you. You'd think Paul meant by salvation to mean, Lord, get me out of this situation. But no, salvation to Paul and to Christ means let Christ into your prison situation. The Lord is saying, open to me, turn to me. You'll be saved. Be saved from not being found in him. Okay, our last word, gospel. Okay, when all kinds of situations we open, rather than begging for the Lord to get us out, we open, we turn, and we let him in, there's salvation. What does that look like to all those that are around you? Let's read verse 15 and 16. That you may be blameless and guileless, children of God, without blemish, in the midst, not removed, but in the midst of a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine as luminaries in the world, holding forth the word of life, so that I may have a boast in the day of Christ that I did not run in vain, nor labor in vain. Okay, so what that looks like while you're in the midst, there's a shining to all those in the world. You're in the midst of it, yet you're holding forth the word of life for others to see. Awesome. Okay, chapter two, guys. Today, three words, pattern, 
salvation gospel. Thank you, everybody. Tune in to Bible Plus with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.